0: Before you gave us life and breath, you numbered all our days. You set your gracious love on us and chose us to be saved. This fleeting life is passing by with all its joys and pain. But we believe to live is Christ and death is gain. To live. Christ to die, escape in every age. This truth remains. We will not fear, we're unashamed. To live is Christ to die, escape. And though we grieve for those we love who fall asleep in Christ, we know they'll see the Savior's face and gaze into his eyes. So now we grieve, yet we don't grieve as those who have no hope. For just as Jesus rose again, he'll raise his hope. And now we're longing for the day We'll see the Lamb once slain Who saved a countless multitude To glorify His name We're yearning for the wedding feast Of Jesus and His bride His snail-scarred hands Will finally bring us to His side To live His Christ to die is gain. In every age, this truth remains. We will not fear. We're unashamed to live His Christ. To. To die is
1: Thank you, Miss Linda. Thank you, Sal. What a great, wonderful message and good presentation of that truth. Guys, it is my privilege to be here again tonight. Thank you for coming uh, tonight. And for those of you coming back, thank you for coming back. And for those of you joining us, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, it is always great to see a full house. And uh, so many of you decided to come out on a Monday night. Um, I appreciate that. And I think it's a great thing. Um, let me commend you on a great decision to come and be a part of this. Um I, last night, um, uh, Pastor Jeremy had a lot of nice things to say about me, and I'm going to brag on him a little bit. I want to say to you guys, uh, you are very privileged to have the youth pastor that you have, and uh, he was mentioning the many years that he's been having this conference, uh, but I think about it. We've had a youth group at this church basically for the last 38 years, and, uh, and yet it took somebody like Pastor Jeremy coming to be a youth pastor to think of this being a necessity and a, being a good idea And man, I hope that you count it a great privilege that you have the youth pastor you do uh, because uh, there are many, many churches, um, bigger, smaller, in between, uh, that still don't have the youth pastor that you have. And so I hope that you'll make sure that you show appreciation to him from time to time in his family. Uh, It is a great labor uh, that they uh, have brought forth here at our church. And uh, I am blessed uh, to have seen it uh, up close. And so it's been great to see what God has done. Um, I I love my local church. I love it. I love it. it's a wonderful church I love what it means. I love for what it stood for for all these years and I love that you're here and that you're a part of it tonight I love that uh, the fact of the matter is is that God still has a plan for our church and God has used this church to be instrumental in your life and so tonight you're here as a part of this in a very special bringing together of what god has in store and my my desire uh this evening is just to communicate in the next several minutes some truths that will build upon many things that have been poured into you and we'll learn a little bit more about that here in a few minutes go with me to second timothy chapter three it's our launch off portion and um boy I just want to say that it is a privilege to be here um, you guys are our are, uh, are troopers um, we are we uh, I was um, in uh, Reynosa on uh, last uh, Friday and uh, let me say we're not as big a troopers as they are 10 minutes from here but we're still being troopers here tonight all right a little bit of AC a little bit of fans Man, that's, that's not easy, but you guys are doing a great job, and I, if you'll bear with me, you'll listen fast, I'll speak fast, and uh, we'll try and communicate as quickly as possible God's truth tonight, and uh, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you and something that you can grow from. You know, that is, uh, that is something I wholeheartedly believe. I believe that this exercise is not just something that we do to pass the time. I don't believe in just uh, making preaching just, uh, I got to get through this, and they've got to sit and listen, and then that's it, we're done. No, I really want it to be an interaction between us. I want it to be something that you can take home tonight, and that you can live tonight, and that you can live tomorrow at school or tomorrow at whatever you're doing, um, that it's something that is tangible and real to you, it means that's something that, that is useful to you. I don't want to just give you truth just for the sake of filling your head with truth. I, I want to be able to give you truth that you can use. And I believe that what I will be sharing tonight is exactly that, something you can use. I told you last night, I don't know where you're at in regards to your journey. Some of you, you've been saved for a couple months. Some of you have been saved for a couple years. Um, you're at different points. Being saved a long time doesn't mean that you're at a different point in the journey. Uh, maturity doesn't come with just being older Christian. Um, it comes with you're growing and doing the process that it takes to grow. But I don't know where you're at in regards to that tonight. But I hope that what God's Word will share with you tonight will be something that no matter where you're at, it'll be something that you can take and use where you're at. So that you don't stay where you're at so that you can go beyond where you're at because that's what God wants us to do Every Christian continuously is either growing or retracting. We are never in a standstill We are never at the same level. We are always growing or shrinking according to our walk with God and so um, (laughs) It's a very important thing tonight to be able to listen closely and to see what we can apply and grow from here In 2 Timothy, I painted for you the picture last night. I gave you all the background, what's taking place. There is a beat-up, older gentleman in a dungeon. Beat up, imprisoned, suffering for one reason, because he's a follower of Jesus Christ and a preacher of the truth. And from there, his heartfelt desire is there's these Christians that are scattered around, they're scared, they're going through difficult times, And I know Jesus. He's my Savior and He's my friend. And I want to communicate some encouragement to them. Often I think, uh, and I wonder, and I don't have the answer to this question I'm about to give you, but often I think, I wonder, and wonder, if Paul knew he was writing the Bible when he was writing these letters. Nothing in the Scripture necessarily tells us the answer to that. I wonder as he wrote whether for sure he knew that that was going to be included in the Bible. We'll discuss this here in a few minutes. But nonetheless, his desire was that through this letter that he was writing, that Christians would be encouraged. I don't know if he realized that 2,000 years later, you and I would be reading that same letter and finding some truths that we could live and apply in the year 2018. But nonetheless, he wanted to be an encouragement to Christians. And I believe there's a group of Christians here tonight who can be encouraged by what we find in Second Timothy chapter 3. We're going to begin in our theme verse, verse number 14. It says this, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in christ jesus all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of god may be perfect thoroughly furnished unto all good works i want to communicate to you last night i said before continue before we could continue we had to get a basis of understanding pastor jeremy reiterated at the beginning that faithfulness to the faith an appeal there there's an appeal that was being uh, asked upon uh, the christian listener the christian reader and we laid out what comes before the continue now tonight i want to share with you the basics of continue the basics of continue this is just going through and we're going to tear apart verse number 14 and 15 and we're going to take, take it in section by section in a way that if i were to Teach this message to a second grader tonight. I believe he'd be able to get it. We're just going to put it into little pieces that we can all swallow and that we can all understand and that we can all try and do our best to now say, I'm going to do something about it. Truth is very important. Let's pray and ask for God's direction here tonight. Father, I thank you for your goodness towards us. Thank you, Father, for your blessing and for your spirit that leads and guides and directs us to all truth. I pray father that your spirit would guide the conversation tonight the preaching of your word may it be what is adequate according to your spirit's work in each one of our hearts father you've already done a work in my heart as i've studied this now i pray lord that you would continue to do work through your spirit in each heart and each life that is listening to this message at this moment i pray all this in jesus name amen and amen the basics of continue verse number 14 begins with an important concept it says but continue i told you that that word continue it was the same word for abide or remain and we're going to talk a little bit about that here in a few seconds but i want to focus on the next word and the word that is found at least in my king james bible about five words later it says but continue thou in the things which thou has learned the basics of continue begins first of all it begins with a very personal appeal you see um, continuing is a decision that you make every individual soul every individual life makes an their own personal choice in their life I can see Elud. I can see his cool Adidas hat. And I can try my best to help Elud continue. But the only person truly, ultimately responsible for Elud to continue is Elud. The only person responsible for your continuance is you. We live in a generation that doesn't like to accept that. We like to blame our circumstances, we like to bring our, blame our upbringing, we like to blame our, 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 our color, our race, every problem and every uh, malignity of our generation. We want to blame on something else that has happened. But the Bible clearly teaches the absolute reality of personal responsibility. And here Paul begins with that concept, but continue thou, continue thou. It's an individual mandate, it's an individual call. But then he goes on to say in verse number 14, and has been assured of knowing of, uh, excuse me, but continue thou in the things. It's an individual call, and it's an individual call to a broad subject matter, right? So he tells them, continue thou in the things. It's a broad subject matter. Uh, It's not just one truth. I find this many times at camp because we focus a lot on salvation at camp. And we come to somebody and during the five days that they're at camp, man, we preach, we teach, we try and get them to understand the concept of salvation. But the Christian life is so much more than just salvation, right? Right? Here, Paul makes an appeal If there's going to be a continuance. It's going to be an understanding of a personal acceptance of responsibility. And it's going to be an understanding that if there's more than one thing that is being grasped. It's a lot of things that we're growing in. So we find here the basics of continual, a, person, a personal acceptance, a plurality of things that we should know. Let's start with a simple question tonight. How many truths about God do you know? If you had to name certain truths about God that you know, how how many pages of a binder would they fill up? now, Now, let me back up with one more question. How many truths do you know about God today that you didn't on July 29th? How about how many truths about God do you know today that you didn't know? On January 1st, 2018, how many truths about God have you learned this year? How many truths about God have you learned uh, today that you're 15 that you didn't know when you were 10 five years ago? You see, uh, there is a uh, laying out by Paul to say, look, there's a personal acceptance in regards to this desire to continue, and there's a, a lot of things, a plurality of things about God to learn and paul makes this appeal continue thou continue thou three concepts i want to lay out in regards to the basis of continue that's just kind of a broad introduction but first of all i want us to see that there's a learned truth say that with me a learned truth ready One, two, three. Learned truth. Oh, that was that was that was rough the tacos did a lot of damage last night didn't they i can see oh a learned a learned truth there's a learned truth look with me in verse number 14 it says but continue thou in the things that thou hast learned you know there's a concept in our world um, sometimes uh, i'll talk with somebody and they'll say yeah but you know it's because you know you're you you know a lot about the bible i don't know nothing and i think to myself yeah but there was a day that i didn't know nothing That was a day I remember showing up to my Christian school and I remember uh, finding out in kindergarten that we had to learn a verse for every alphabet, uh, for every letter in the alphabet. And I remember sitting there as a young K-5 kindergartner in that first week of school in that little uh, K-5 classroom. And I remember Miss Townsend getting up there with a little flash card and me learning my first verse, A, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You see, truth and the ability to continue, there's a learned truth there. None of us are ever born with all the knowledge of the things of God that allow us to continue. It's a learned truth. It's a learned thing. Can I tell you, tonight, wherever you're at, maybe you're at A, all have sinned and come short of the, maybe you're there. Okay, start there. Maybe you're at the point now where you need to know, uh, hey, uh, how how can I lead somebody to Christ? Maybe you're at the point now where you need to say, hey, wh- what is this thing about baptism? How, how does somebody, why why would you do it? Why would somebody get dipped in water and that makes a difference in their life? Why can't I do it myself in the bathtub? I did it a lot when I was a kid, just so you know. I'd see my dad baptize somebody that night in the bathtub. I'd be like, I'm going baptize myself. And uh Maybe you need to learn, well, what's baptism all about? Maybe you need to learn, hey, am I a member of Bethany? Of am I a member of my church? What's important about being a member? What does the Bible say about congregating with other Christians in a single place? I'm telling you tonight that, that Paul makes an appeal for a learned truth. And he tells Timothy, continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. There's a learned truth. It wasn't something that Timothy just inherited. And we'll talk about a little bit about his past here in a little bit you see truth doesn't come that way it doesn't it doesn't come just by us sleeping on a pillow that our grandparents slept on i i have i have a family member that he holds dear a, a, a bible that was his grandpa's and he has it near to him and it's a special bible but unfortunately much of his life doesn't show that he's read anything in between the pages of it and it makes you pause and think because you see the learned truth doesn't come from having an old bible near us it doesn't come even from coming to sitting in a Church or sitting in front of a screen or listening to a preacher. There's there's that's not how we're growing. It's not just about proximity to the truth, it's about learning the truth. And Paul says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. There's a learned truth, it's a learned truth that we find. It says there in verse number 15, and that from a child thou hast known from a child it's a learned truth from childhood what a blessing it is for you guys I'm I talk with a lot of people that were saved older in life they didn't know much about the truth most of their childhood most of their teenage years and man they get saved and God turns their life around and it's amazing what takes place I remember uh, 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 speaking with a man that God had done a miraculous work in his life and he had been addicted to drugs and he had been an alcoholic and he had left his family and not, not been a good father, and not been a good husband. And man, when God came and the truth came to his life, man, he turned everything around and God did a miraculous work in his life. But one of the things that I often hear from him when we talk is, man, I wish I would have known this stuff when I was younger. What a blessing it is for you to have to to be able to be in church at a young age and to be able to learn truth from a child. It's a learned truth. It's a learned truth. It's a learned truth, and I want you to understand something. It's a learned truth, but notice the type of learning that has taken place in verse number 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of. The learned truth is not a learning from a distance. It's not a casual on the surface learning. The learning that takes place that allows you to continue. It's a learning that takes us to another phase of learning. That thou hast been assured of. Um, in, the, in the Greek... In this verse, there's several verbs. Continue is one of them. In the Greek, that v- word, verb or that word is menne. Menne is that word, continue or abide. And we find that verb in there, continue. But even in this phrase here, that thou hast been assured of, it's a past verb action. It was something that was done to grow in, to be assured of. Uh, let, let me put it to you this way: How, how many? Um, how, how many 6th grade? We have 6th graders in here? 6th, 7th graders? Okay. 6th, 7th graders? Raise your hand. 6th, 7th 8th graders. Let me see your 8th graders, right? 8th grade. All right, good. Okay. If I were to bring a 3rd grader or a 4th grader over here and I were to say to him, what is 7 times 7, what would their answer be? What would their answer be? You guys are scaring me. Yes. 49, right? What grade are you in, Alexandra? 11, right? If I were to ask, I have a fourth grader who was a third grader last year. If I were to ask him, he would be like, ah, 49? Is he sure of the answer? No. What about Alexandra? Was she pretty sure on her answer? Yeah, because by 11th grade, you've gone over it, you've gone over it, you've done algebra now, you've, at, you've done all sorts of other math, but you repeated that same mathematic equation many times you know what you know what Paul is saying tonight about that learned truth he's saying it's not just something you learned once It's something that passed on and you have been assured of. You know it that you know it that you know it. Can I tell you tonight that there are so many Christians tonight that are young people that are getting swept away by the devil and his lies because you have a superficial knowledge of the truth, but you don't know no truth. And because of that, you go to a science class, and there's a teacher who tells you that billions of years ago we came from a cosmic soup, and you look at the Bible, and you say, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and you're like, ah, uh, uh, I don't know. You see, you have somebody, a friend that sits there and says, ah, that stuff, that's a bunch of hogwash, man. Don't listen to that. It, listen, man, you're only young once, you know, you gotta enjoy things, and you sit there and you think, uh, um, you're not assured of the truths that you've learned. And Paul says here, he says, look, this is the basic of continue. It is a learned truth, but it's not just a, a, a childhood learning a verse. It's not just going to VBS or camp and, and understanding and hearing something. It's a learned truth. Uh, that word there uh, th- that says has been assured of, it's, it's this, fr- this understanding to make trustworthy." In other words, it's it's so ingrained in you, and nobody's going to shake you from that truth. I can sit here and tell Alexander, no, 7 times 7 is 58. She'd be like, no. I'd be like, no, no, 7 times 7 is 32. She'd be like, no. I know 7 times 7 is 49. You see, it's because she's assured of it. It's trustworthy statement in her mind. It's not something that's going to change. She knows that she knows it. But how many young people in the Christian faith here tonight can I see can I say that's how many Christian young people will sit here and they'll doubt God's word and they'll doubt God's truth and they'll doubt things that they have learned in the in in, in their faith because they've not made them trustworthy Tonight Paul says look if you're going to continue the basics begin with you having a learned truth something that You've started something that you've made trustworthy. I want to say tonight to learn truth. We all start from scratch. Nobody, nobody, nobody begins knowing it all. And if tonight you're starting new in the faith, or tonight you've been here for the eighth or ninth year at church, I want to tell you that there's a learned truth for you. And you need to continue learning it. If you know truth, then make it trustworthy. If you don't know truth, then start knowing truth. Learn. Learn the books of the Bible. Learn the Ten Commandments. Learn learn who the prophets were. Learn learn that there's an Old Testament, a New Testament. Learn what the Bible was given to us for. Learn how it is that a Christian grows. Learn truth. Learn truth. Because that's the basic of continuing. It's a learned truth. But not only that, we find not only a learned truth, but we find a loving truth teller. Look at what it says at the end of verse number 14, that thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. I find here a a loving truth teller. I want to tell you tonight, who speaks truth to your life? Who speaks truth to your life? Everybody has somebody speaking truth to their life. For some of you, it's Eminem, Beyonce, Kanye. For some of you, it's Ariana Grande. For some of you, it's a superstar athlete. For some of you, it's your favorite Netflix show. For some of you, it's a friend from school that doesn't know up from down, but somebody's telling you, speaking truth to your life. And Paul here exhorts the listener, Paul here exhorts the reader of Timothy to say, Hey, uh, look, you need to have a learned truth, but you need to be careful of whom you've learned them from and who you're learning that truth from. You need to find a loving truth teller. I want to tell you, like I said at the beginning of the message tonight, you are blessed to be in the church that you're in. You're blessed to be around a place where there's Sunday school teachers that pour into you. Man, I, 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 was, uh, I remember talking with uh, several of uh, the people that were in uh, uh, camp this summer, and they would tell me, you know, oh, I learned this in this class, and, and man, this session was great to me. Man, that's wonderful that there was people pouring truth into you. May it continue in your life. May you draw close to somebody who is pouring truth into your life that is truth that lines up with God's word. May it be a a truth, a loving truth teller that aligns with God's word because you see, this is what's gonna make us be able to continue on in the right way in our life. This is what's gonna help us to abide when the storm comes, when life hits you. This is what's gonna having that truth is what's gonna allow you to continue. remain during uh, Navy SEAL training they go through a span of two weeks it's called hell week and all they're trying to do is they're trying to break as many of those wannabe Navy SEALs as possible they sit them in water ice-cold they sit them in in ice in in freezing mud And they have them sit there. And all that is required for you to have to relieve yourself of that uh, uh, discomfort is to say, I quit, I'm done. And they'll get you to a warm blanket. They'll give you a hot cocoa and they'll send you on your way. But you see what they're trying to do is they're trying to refine the finest of the finest. They're trying to find the best of the best. And you see, they're looking for those that in the midst can remain because they're the ones that are going to be able to do the best work. Can I tell you that God is looking for that? And in order to remain, you need to have somebody to have instilled truth in your life, to have taught truth to you. I'm blessed that I was born in a Christian home. I'm blessed that my father uh, was a pastor and he spoke truth into my life. But I'm thankful that in my life, throughout my life, I've had a lot of people that spoke truth to my life. I can think as a young 7th grader, 6th grader, I would sneak into basketball practice uh, with my older brothers, and there was a wonderful guy who was volunteering as a coach, and he would sit there, and he'd run drills, and he would, he would work them hard. Man, they would, they would practice for two hours, and man, they were working hard, but then afterwards he'd sit there, and he'd pray with them, and he would share some truth with them. And then I would observe his life, and I would see that this was a 50-year-old man who had never spoken a lick of Spanish in his life. But here he was going to a little school and trying to learn, hola, mi nombre es Ray, and he would begin like that. And man, he, he loved people and he loved God. And God had put a passion in his life to start an orphanage. And so he went to Reynosa, one of the dirtiest, horrible towns in all of Mexico. Not the amazing luxury places that he could have gone. But he went to a place that had a good need. And he didn't know Spanish. He barely could communicate. But he went to the officials, the politicians there. And he said, I want to start an orphanage. What can you do for me? And if you know anything about politics in Mexico, normally they'd turn that little gringo around and kick his little bottom out and send him to the street. Because this was a man that loved God and loved people. He, he followed God. And 27 years later, there's a Christian school with 600 students. There's an orphanage with 60 students there. There's another, another a Christian school that he started 10 minutes away now with 50, 60 students there all because he loved god but i'm thankful that i got to know him as a young sixth seventh grader and he spoke truth to my life and for the last 20 some years of my life i've been able to observe him and even now i'll go play golf with him and he'll say john what have you learned lately john what has god taught you lately sometimes i gotta bow my head and say i don't know not a lot coach and you say, "Well, let me share you with, with you what I what I learned. Man, I was reading the book of Jeremiah. Man, I was reading the book of Isaiah. And this and this is what God taught me. And you know what? I was over here and I was talking with one of the kids that grew up in our orphanage. And she's over there up in the mountains. And she's bringing these kids and uh, she's taking them uh, to, to to Sunday school every day. And she every Sunday and she walks with them because uh, nobody will, their parents don't want to don't want to come. But she'll go and walk with them from their village all the way down to the church. And he gets excited about what God is doing." And man, it just speaks truth to me. And you know what I do? I try and get close to him. Because I'm like, "That's, that's a loving truth teller. That's somebody I need in my life. Can I ask you tonight, who is the loving truth tellers in your life? Who are you drawing close to? Who is it that you're allowing to pour truth into your life? If it's it's a friend that has no basis in the word of God, if it's a coach or a mentor that unfortunately is not a God follower, is not a Jesus lover, then can I tell you tonight, you need to look for somebody who's going to be a loving truth teller in your life and follow after them. We find tonight, not just that we have a learned truth, but we find a loving truth teller. Man, I'm thankful that it wasn't just coach in my life. Man, I had teachers. I had friends that I knew they were walking with God. They were talking with God. They they weren't two-faced. What they did at youth group wasn't different than what they did when we hung out on Friday night at the football game. They were authentic. They were real. And I was glad to have them in my life because they were sharing the truth. They were loving truth tellers. And to finish up tonight, not only do we find a learned truth, not only do we find a loving truth teller, but I want us to look at this living truth. This living truth. It says, And but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known what? The holy scriptures. We find a living truth which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in christ jesus all scripture is given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness you see we find a living truth This was written 2,000 years ago, yet those same words and this same holy scriptures, um, the, the literal word there is sacred writings. These are God's writings that he has preserved. I don't have time tonight in the last four minutes that I have left. I don't have time to walk you through, but I pray that you'll understand the importance of knowing that this is God's word and to know how it was the preserved word of God and how to know that no truth that God wanted us to know was removed and that no truth that God didn't want us to know was added in and that for 2,000 years now We have had God's completed word and that every single portion of it and every thought and every principle and every precept that God wanted you to know, it's here and it's alive and it's effective. If you'll give room to the living truth and you'll be able to continue you'll have the basics that you need. If you understand that there's a learned truth, if you understand that you need to look for a loving truth teller, if you understand that there is a living truth, a living word of God that needs to be poured into your life, that you need to be pursuing, can I tell you tonight that that is the basics for you to be able to continue? those that i have seen that have come through our church that have come through youth group here at iglesia Betania, before it was called 90 degrees uh, those that have been able to go on and to make godly marriages and make godly homes and to be able to honor god with their life and whom god was able to honor because of their life can i tell you this is the basics that they had in their life they learned the truth they got near and they drew near And they allowed a loving truth teller into their life and then they grabbed hold of that living truth and they made it part of their life the sad thing that I see in our generation today is that we know more about what's happened on Facebook in the last several hours we know what's going on What's the latest, greatest Mission Impossible 27 that's about to come out or Harry Potter 99, whatever it is. We know it. We know who's starring in the newest Star Wars and who, what they missed and what they didn't miss. We know what's really behind the Stranger Things episode. We know that. But what we don't know is the truth. What we don't know is what will allow us to continue. Can I appeal to you tonight? Can I ask you tonight to pause and consider? Can I ask you to think about how much of that living truth are you embracing? Can I appeal to you tonight and say that those principles, those precepts, they will help you weather the storm. They will help you to continue. They will help you to remain. When the choices come, do I give up my purity or do I not? They'll help you to remain. When the choices come, do I try this drugs or do I not? They'll help you to remain. When the choices come, do I rebel against my parents or do I honor God with my life? They will help you to remain. Can I tell you that when the That when the question arises and you you look at the options that are laid out before you and you say, what am I going to do with my life? They will help you to remain, to continue, to abide, to remain steadfast. I want to tell you, I want to plead with you. Because if you will grab hold of the truth, what a difference it will make in your life. We all start from scratch. We all start from blank to learn truth. We need to have a loving truth teller in our life. We may need to have many loving truth tellers in our life. And then we just need to embrace this living truth. Make it something that you highlight. Make it something that you know. Make it something that you've read. Make it something that's part of your daily life. Make it something that you will look and you'll say, hey, um, when was the last time that you went up to Pastor Jeremy? When was the last time you went to Ms. Blandy or Ms. Linda and you said, you know what, man, I read this verse the other day and I don't understand it. What does this mean? Where are those questions at? You know why those questions aren't every Sunday? You know why there's not a line at each one of these mentors and each one of these people that are pouring into your life or that want to pour into your life? Because you sat there day after day during the week you see the game yes and you're 13 you're 15 you're 17 you're 19 and you came you sat you listened you walked away but it was just truth that just treaded the water there was no depth you have not been assured of you have not made trustworthy it's not 7 times 7 is 49. It's not 5 plus 5 is 10. You're not sure of it. You sit there like a third grader. Yeah. Jesus had how many disciples? Yeah. 11? Nine and a half. Yeah. Nine. 12, by the way, just so you guys just so we're not confused. Somebody can walk. Pastor John said nine and a half, so it must be. Guys, can I plead with you? Learn the truth. Find some loving truth tellers and embrace the living truth.